Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. The FT. Hello, I'm Peter Asplund, and welcome to the FT's weekly Culture Cast. The woman's voice is stilted, funereally slow, but full of portent. When I am no longer even a memory, just a name, it says, I hope my voice may perpetuate the great work of my life. Then a long pause. God bless my dear old comrades of Balaclava, and bring them safe to shore. Florence Nightingale Hundreds flocked to the town and village squares of England to hear the sensational recording that had been freshly cut in the summer of 1890. Not so much for the message, but for the medium. The wax cylinder, toured by George Gourant, an associate of Thomas Edison, was the iPhone 6 of the late Victorian era. Listeners huddled round Gourant to be wowed by his latest playlist. There was, in addition to Nightingale's prescient missive, a reading by Lord Tennyson of his The Charge of the Light Brigade, and the plaintive call to that very charge, played by the bugler who had first blown those doom-laden notes. Here was history made vivid in a completely new way. Gurand was nominally collecting money for the veterans of Balaclava with his little show. But Will Prentice, head of technical services at the British Library's sound archive, adds a more cynical spin. Of course he was promoting the technology, he tells me, deep in the library's basement. It's a process we recognise today more than ever. Whatever devilish device it was that Gurand was pushing... Soon everyone would want one. Balaclava's greatest hits are among the most treasured of the six million recordings held by the archive, which launches its campaign next week to Save Our Sounds. It's aiming to raise funds and also the public's consciousness. These are challenging times for archivists of all hues. In an age when we think we can see and hear everything, they worry that that metaphorical cloud up there may blow away. We're living in an eternal present tense, says Prentice. The web is so young it hasn't had time to die. That's in contrast to some of the formats held by the archive. In its basement, some of which is nestled beneath the London underground, there is a variety of cylinders, records, tapes and more exotic short-lived recording forms that are degrading as we speak. It's imperative to commit these for digital posterity as soon as possible. At the current rate of transfer, however, it will take 48 years to preserve everything in the archive's collection. So we need to ask ourselves, what do we keep? What do we care about? Which sounds bring history alive most significantly? Make no mistake, there's some obscure stuff in these corridors, much of it not yet listened to. Prentice tells me about a recent find some fascinating gramophone discs of music recorded in Central Asia from before the Russian Revolution. He makes them sound essential as well as exotic. I instantly ask if they are coming out on CD, and imagine they may make a quaint late run for the hit parade, whatever that is today. He takes me for a short tour of the archive studios, 
where his colleagues are busy playing things that haven't been played for decades. Some more recent discoveries have been laid out for me. There's a short recording of Noel Coward paying tribute to his actors at the curtain call of the first night of Peace in Our Time at the Lyric Theatre in 1947. The fruity tones are unmistakable. They have given a performance in the highest tradition of English acting, says Coward, than which there appears to be no higher accolade. The applause is lusty and prolonged. Here's another one, says one of the archive team with a palpable air of excitement. It was in a tin box, he says, simply marked Zither Test. He plays me a succession of versions of the most famous Zither tune of all time, from the score of Carol Reed's The Third Man. We hear the instructions from a man, the director himself, who is experimenting with placements of the microphone. Test the third man. Microphone about eight feet from the zither above it. This is the old zither. Later, I get to hear a weird electronic noise from another record from the 1940s, labelled Shortwave Jamming. It sounds like Tangerine Dream, says the archivist gleefully, and I envision another run up the charts. I leave him listening to a series of water noises. Doesn't all this feel a little, well, old-fashioned, I ask Prentice? We can summon all kinds of things at the touch of a keyboard. We're streaming our sounds and need never actually possess anything again. This is the access-all-areas culture. Who needs things? This is a dangerous argument to put to an archivist. He takes me to another shelf, and pulls out an inch-thick disc, labelled with the details of a speech from the Prince of Wales. He hands it to me. It's as heavy as a baby elephant. It contains a master disc, which works like a negative. Instead of grooves, it has ridges and you can only play it by riding the ridges. File under impractical. We need to be reminded that the things that have historically carried sounds can be as interesting as the content they carried, he says. Once upon a time, this is what it took to preserve sounds. Is there that care and attention today? Who is there to guarantee that all those sounds which we cherish today will last? They represent our collective memory, says Prentice. That's why they need saving. Think of it, if you will, as the legacy of the comrades of Balaclava.
For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com.